Take Three Wrestling Podcast here, coming to you June 10th, 2021. I'm your host, Ernest Christian, alongside Mike Veneer, Joe Lopez. Fellas, we got Inner House coming up. What's up? You're not coming to my house. Wait, did you just invite yourself over? Yeah. Look who's in our house. Hey, guys, how we doing tonight? How's everything? In, in the hizzle. <laughs> in the hizzle for shizzle. Is that the whole thing? No, I don't know. I, uh, I invited him over like Teddy Long invited you to a tag team match or a match against the Undertaker on SmackDown. <laughs> Mike, what's the, for all the YouTube uh, uh, followers here, what's Mike, what's today's uh, drink of choice? Uh, today is a Elena Energy Hawaiian Shaved Ice. Ooh, Pick it shake. up at your local Target. It's fantastic. By the way, a good friend here, Craig Horn, on the show here, too, also. Craig, what's up? Burn, oh, the, fuck, burn the shirt, motherfucker. Yeah, you suck. Come on. Suck. Hey, Mets. First, hey, guess what? Mets first place. How about that? For now. <laughs> For now. Let's see who's in first place at the end of the season. Exactly. We I have a discussion all the time. You're nothing more than a little redheaded stepchild who lives and was adopted by a great black family, and that is what the New York Mets are. Just the adopted redheaded stepchild. You're there. You're noticed. Ooh, look. You got a picture. Yay. Oh, hey, you got a first baseman. Great. You're going to lose the division to the Braves. Good luck, buddy. Probably. <laughs> Guilty as charged. I'm not going to lie to you. Guilty as charged. But, but will they lose? still on the Braves? Yes. Larry is still on the Braves. Yes. How chipper How you, Andrew? Yeah. <laughs> I heard anyway. Hey, out of retirement to face the Grom in game one. Yeah, he's going to just come back to paint corners. That's it. And then him, <laughs> he doesn't even paint the full house, just the corners. You know, as mad as I want to get a correct from saying what he said, though, there's a lot of facts in there. A lot of facts in there. The history piece speaks for itself. Uh, yeah, yeah, you know. Don't get me wrong. I, I can't see you, and it makes me feel like you're putting Logan to bed. It's weird. No, can't see. Is the thing is I'm doing something in honor of Craig. Oh, Nicholas. I don't think Craig was down like that, but okay. I'm my best Nicholas Cage and, and oh wow, face off. <laughs> I'm half faced because the other half is gone. Like you know, see, if, if that's gonna be the deal, then Craig has to like mouth all of the words that you say. At least it's gotta look <laughs> like he's the one speaking. <laughs> yes, exactly. Anyway, we got a good show today, man. We're gonna have we're gonna preview in. Uh, NXT's in your house this uh this coming uh, Sunday, right? This week? Sunday, 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 Sunday. Yep. I don't know nothing about NXT. Go get high. <laughs> uh, we're gonna talk about Britt Baker, the new uh, AEW Women's Champion, and we're gonna actually fancy book her. Yeah, DMD. We're gonna actually fancy book her uh her reign going forward. And of course, Joe has a actually great topic today. What's about Stone Cold Steve Austin? And what if he did not return from a neck injury in August 1997? being thrown on his head by Owen Hart at SummerSlam. Ooh. What would have happened? Sorry. Anyway, Mike, you start off on the preview time. All right. So we are going to go to the land of the Capitol Wrestling Center in balls-ass hot Orlando, Florida for this one. In your house takeover or takeover in your house, whatever you want to call it, uh, if they don't bring the house back for this one like they did for the original uh, NXT TakeOver in your house, I'm going to be very pissed off. It, it's not in your house. Don't do it. If you don't bring it, it back, it ain't this, in your house. This is, wait, this is TakeOver in your house, too. 
Yes. Right? Yes. Okay. It doesn't say two on there. In your house, take two and action. <laughs> How can they not have that? It just says in your house, take over 2021. Oh, well, that's balls. They did, it, they did it at the same time last year. The same thing at the same time last year. June. Yes, yes, June. they did. I don't know. That was a very weird point to make. I feel like you thought it was a good point, though. So no, 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 no. I only mentioned because I figured it, I, I wasn't sure they did it again, other than uh, that one time. Hence the number. No, but still, it feels like it should be numbered because all the. I, know, I That's right. I agree with you. Yeah. This takeover will be the thirty-fifth in takeover history. Oh, oh really? Hmm, interesting. Um. Obviously, we're live at the Capitol Wrestling Center. Without any further ado, let's get into it. But actually, before we start, I want to plug this on the show because I made a specific group for the fans of Take 3 Wrestling, as you saw on Twitter, if you follow us there, at Take the Number 3 Wrestling. Uh, I made a pro wrestling scorecard faction where uh, our friends and listeners of the show can go on there and pick uh, the questions that they that they ask uh, for each show, um, I'm actually going to try to bring it up real quick and do all the fun stuff. So what we're doing here is we're going to do our group. Anyone that's in the group, we're going to pick all the, the, the upcoming AEW, Impact, Ring of Honor. They have all of them. Um, hold on, i got to log into it. So the best part here is that anyone that joins this group is going to be eligible. The person who scores the most points... Uh, you're gonna get a free uh, a free prize from Take Through Wrestling, um, so you know get Corona. in, there, get some get some cool stuff. Uh, might Corona, get, you might get some shirts. Uh, we're we're trying get... not to spoil it, but Ernest in the mail in about a week and a half, and you might want to get it yourself. You might not want to let Laura catch this. Uh, Lauren, sorry. Uh, it, it is it is to make a mold of your wee wee. And or or as as I've heard it referred to, wee wee, because it's a big. So it's a it's a mold, and you're gonna make that, and whoever wins might just get them some earnest. Duly noted. (laughs) But you know how you know how his you know how he calls his thing. It's like earnestly speaking. I feel like your sex toy line should be earnestly spanking. Okay. Drummer. Oh God. Okay, so we'll, we'll we'll I'll use the preview using the score sheet so that you guys can kind of get a drift of this. Ernest hasn't signed up yet because he's a fucking square. Get on it. No, I'll get there. I'll get there. So yeah. Top five. All right. Opening content of the of the prediction based uh, app. Mercedes Martinez versus Zia Lee, uh with Boa and Mei Ying. I'm guessing. Uh, so if you're looking at the P, uh, the pro wrestling score sheet, you can pick the winner, how they win, number of near falls, and if the match is going to go over or under 14 and a half minutes. Um, so it, they, they, they do things like that for all of them. Uh, but the winner take all match, it's like who's going to win, who's going to get pinned, how many aerial moves are there, stuff like that. And on this one, they have a specific one that we'll do at the end. But let's talk about the match. Mercedes Martinez, Zia Lee. Um, as someone who hasn't been as all in on NXT as I have in the past, I'm really trying to figure out what the fuck they're doing with Mercedes Martinez. Cause it's like, she was in the title feud and then now she's feuding with like some like broken dead 
like Ninja Warrior. It, it's Mortal Kombat. <laughs> they're doing a Mortal Kombat gimmick, but like they need to bring in Glacier. I'm just putting that out there. So they're doing a really bad Mortal Kombat gimmick right after the really bad Mortal Kombat movie. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, <laughs> you know what? To be fair, the Mortal Kombat movie was an HBO Max film, and maybe they're just trying to keep their, you know, they're keeping their potential. Like, hey, look, we have marketing potential for you if you, you want to buy, buy our company. You want to like, buy, buy us now? You want to buy us now? Look, we got that Mortal Kombat. We got that Morty Morty. Come on. <laughs> Morty Morty. <laughs> I'm surprised, Mike, though. You haven't watched much NXT. Like, you haven't been all in. What's going on? Um, I mean, I work Wednesday nights. Jackson's got therapy Thursday. We record Thursday nights. I've been going into work every Friday for the last month, so. Also, basically, life. My downtime has consisted of watching New Japan um, when I can and literally watching the hockey and basketball playoffs and the College World Series for softball and baseball. I mean, it's been a sports-driven month for me. Um. This has always, though, been a th- my time where I'm really almost like this is my disconnect. Like, I I don't necessarily make the time to watch all the shows. I'll read the results. I'll keep I'll keep up to date with, with stuff like that. But I always tend to, right after WrestleMania, when the College World Series comes into town and the, and the playoffs start and all that, it's kind of my time where I little disconnect and recharge the batteries because it's been... Yeah, I'm the like, same way. After five-month run of just, like slamming my head into a wall repeatedly because right. that like survivor series to mania run. And it's just like, especially, especially those years when we went to WrestleMania and we would try to catch like 10 indie shows over the weekend or like yeah. we would leave WrestleMania having gone to like five or six different wrestling shows, including WrestleMania. You're exhausted after that. You're good on like, cause let's be honest here too. I love pro wrestling. There's only so many different ways you can have a pro wrestling match. At a certain point, they all start to look the same, and that's not that's the point when you need to like take five minutes. Take a break. Well, not only that, but also wrestling, it doesn't stop at all. Yeah, right. Like, it's not football. It's not hockey. Yeah, right. even with sitcoms, you get three months from once away from the show. Not wrestling. It's continuing. Right. It continues, and it's almost it's I, almost it's, it's almost like and and Joe can attest this. The last the last real solo WrestleMania that we did was probably what San Francisco before this yeah. year. That was thirty one, right? Yeah. So the last the last real solo solo mission that me and Joe did was was that one. Yeah. And literally, Joe was playing got canceled. He landed. I picked him up from the airport. He threw his bag in the back of the room. Oh, yeah. Mm. We did that show, went back, got food. The next day we woke up, we did a show in the morning, one in the afternoon, one in the uh, one like a midday show. And then we did the NXT house show mm-hmm. on fr- on Friday night. And then Saturday night we did fucking four, four, yeah. all, four, four WWN live shows. So in that case, we did nine shows before we walked into WrestleMania. It's it can be overkill. It really can be. Yeah. It's like, I love I love that all the and this is we're going way off topic, but we'll we'll okay. steer back after I say this. I love up. right. I love that all the indie companies get in out there for WrestleMania weekend. I love <laughs> that they get big paydays. They make a lot of money. They usually have really sold out crowds of bigger than they're used to. Sometimes I love all of that, but as a fan. Like it can be hard because you're tempted to try to see as much as you can, 
and then you can genuinely be burned out to the point where yeah. you're good on wrestling for a few months. Yeah. You're like, I'm, I'm set. I've, it's like, it's <clears> like, you know how it's really good that football is only on Sundays? Yeah. Because you watch, like, it's the reason why you can sit there and watch three games on a Sunday and not feel burnt out. Because then, like, maybe you watch the Monday night game. Maybe you watch the Thursday night well, game. Well, that's why also I hate the Thursday night game. I like I like having right. Sunday and Monday. And, and, and that's why that, that's not one of usually the higher rated games and stuff. Sundays are for football. And you have an entire week to recharge to the point where you're kind of like, wow, I kind of can't wait to see some more football. And you're ready to sit there and watch three more games. So, like, yeah, wrestling, you can get burned out very easily. Right. I'm like, like, honestly, I haven't really watched any NXT. And I thought about watching this today in preparation for the show tonight. But then I really wanted to see what happens with Serena on Gossip Girl. So that's what happened. <laughs> I'm a little bit more invested in Serena and Blair and Dan than I am Zia Lee and fucking Mercedes Martinez. Real quick, before we get to the matches, one thing I've noticed being back two years now, this one's just two years since I've been watching again. Ah, I love that for you. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. Is I know there are two times a year why I feel like I disconnect, you know, quote unquote. I'm still watching, but not like, as you're saying, like, I take a couple weeks off. Yeah. Around this time, of course, you know, around well, not not so much June, but maybe more more so May, NBA playoffs going on, whatever all that. And then around Survivor Series, around November December area, I kind of get eh, check out it, a little. For, for me, it's usually around football season, like around right. when September starts, because and this year it might be different because honestly, one of the big reasons why it would be football season for me would be because I would be tuning into the Monday night football games. So all of a sudden, my Raw that I'd watch every Monday, I wasn't watching. However, I'm already not watching Raw. I haven't watched Raw in about two months. I don't know. I don't actually foresee when I want to re- start watching Raw again. Right. So I don't know that it's going to be any different this year just because football season. I'll say Rumble season when I get really fucking amped up. Rumble is amazing, honestly. Yeah. Rumble's one of the best. You know what else is amazing, uh, Joe? You know what else is amazing also? Me? Rumble 2020. I'll say this about this year's WrestleMania. Like, this year's was a good, like, we went to two wrestling shows. Right. Like, yeah. we got to do other stuff in Tampa. We got to go, we drove over to uh, fucking the Blue Jays complex trying to go to a baseball game. They got rained out and, you know, stuff like that. But even even just driving around Tampa and going to a mall and, and seeing how, you know, things are there. It's like, that was the good thing. Like, when we went to Dallas, like, we did NXT. We did WrestleMania. I don't think we did another wrestling show, did we? Yeah, we so, okay, I don't remember Dallas for sure. But I know that at a certain point, and I think it might have been, it might have been like it after the first New Orleans one, to be honest. We, or might have even, I don't, I don't remember for sure, but at a certain point, a certain year, we said and we decided we're not going to any other shows other than WrestleMania and maybe and NXT if we were there for the night before. I we, think like, that, I think that was Dallas. It might have been because, because we were just like, wow, the last couple of years that we did this burnout. Let's mm-hmm. try doing it this other way. And then there was one year where we did go to a whole bunch again. That was, that was Orlando. We, we oh, did, okay. When we, we did, went to Progress and stuff. Or, uh, yeah. All of those. Okay. And we got burned out 
going into that WrestleMania because I was Roman versus Taker. And okay. by the end of that, by the end of that show, me and you both looked at each other and we were like, I feel like I should a marathon. Yeah, exactly. No, it's, it's, it's nice to not do that. Like, and again, I feel bad. I almost feel bad saying it because I don't want to stop people from spending money that these indie companies need on buying tickets and stuff like that. But at the same time, if someone was asking me for advice on going to WrestleMania weekend, part of my advice would be don't go to every show. Don't burn yourself out. Like, it just don't do it. It's too much. Be honest, good, brother. The good thing about the Dallas trip was we, we went to that preseason baseball game. Mm-hmm. One night we went to downtown Dallas and just walked yeah. around. We went to opening day instead of going to Monday Night Raw the night after. You know, we oh, made... I- there's a reason I wish why it was actually a trip, my, man. That trip was something it's not like fun. There's a reason why my favorite WrestleManias, like trip-wise, have been like New Orleans. Is yeah. places where there's a lot more to do other yeah. than just mm-hmm. going to wrestling shows. <laughs> Are, that, like that's it. With, like New York City ones, Miami, New Orleans, like Dallas. Honestly, there wasn't a lot to do in Dallas. Oh, that was kind of annoying. Stop. San Francisco. I love San Francisco. I think San Francisco is one of the coolest places. Well, I, I mean, you know, we could go there about the whole San Francisco thing. Dallas, <laughs> are you fucking kidding me? Dude, we had a blast. Damn. I didn't we did it, but I'm just saying there's not a lot to do there. What are you talking about? The guys that won the trip that didn't go to Mania have stories well, for hold days. Hold on, hold on. You do have to understand, though. Me and Webster had to drive like 35 minutes to get us alcohol because they don't serve alcohol. Right. I heard about that. Yeah. Well, Webster's a fucking alcoholic who needed to wake up with a Coors Light IV, okay? I'm sorry. I did not need to drink the whole time. I did. I had we, fun. We, we drank. We, did we smoke? No, I don't think Of course you smoked, Craig. It was Craig. Weed in Texas. I probably had a vape. A vape? Oh. Really? The, not a douche flute. <laughs> no, a fucking weed vape. I know. Cool I know. Um, I, 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 the best part was giving the homeless guy all of our fucking extra shit. And, and, and Jagro wanted to buy his bike. He's like, is that a Schwinn? <laughs> <laughs> I heard about this one too. Yeah. Dude, we, we give a homeless guy like all the alcohol we didn't drink because we bought way too much. You can't bring it on the plane. I'm the only homeless guy in the state of Texas who doesn't drink alcohol. <laughs> Imagine that, right? Like, what the <laughs> hell? Me. Like I don't, I don't drink. I'm like, Here, have some pecan noodles and, and, and some. Like, here's food and whatever. We just gave the guy everything. We gave him a fucking trash bag full of change. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. All right. This was 2016, I think. Right. 2016, 2017. Uh, Mercedes Martinez versus Zion Lee. Okay. Uh, I, I, I predicted Mercedes on the score sheet, but I might change my mind if I go watch the NXT show before. I go, I go Zia Lee because she's cute. I, I, I said Mercedes because I don't know. I, I mean, I had nothing to go based on. I haven't been That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't seen the feud or anything. I just, I'm assuming Mercedes is the face, and it feels like the face probably wins this match. So I go Zia just because it's different. Whatever. Yeah. We'll stay in the women's division. We'll go to the NXT women's title match. It is the champion, Raquel Gonzalez, with Dakota Kai, taking on the challenger, Ember Moon, with Shotzi Blackheart. Um, I, I don't see how Raquel loses this match. No. Or, or just no. start the, the, the push to the moon here. 
Um, I could honestly see this being the end of the road for Ember and Shotzi in NXT because they don't have a lot of tag teams in the women's division anymore. Uh-huh. Really feel like this would be a perfect chance to get the two of them up on the main roster. So, so I may see Ember returns to the main roster, and Shotzi will finally get a shot. I mean, they don't they don't have a lot of anything women's-wise on the main roster, so yeah, Shotzi, I wouldn't be by that. And Shotzi's over right now. She's really over. Oh, so. yeah. They're, they're big supporters of hers. I mean, she's yeah. got a cool look and everything, you know. So it's definitely going to be the champ retaining here. Yeah. You in agreement, Joe? All right, that was an easy one. Let's no, no way it's not. Right. Uh, for the newly returned Million Dollar Championship, it is a ladder match between Cameron Green Rhymes to the moon. Yeah. L. A. Night. See, see that vignette from Tuesday? I no. did. I saw it on Twitter. I didn't. It's really cool. We need so, okay. um, wrestling promotions. We need more vignettes. The more, the merrier. Just saying. It's great for wrestling. Unless but. you're, unless you're Eva Marie. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, I feel like for story purposes, Cameron Grimes makes more sense losing. In this match. Like, I just feel like that's what just makes more sense for the story that they're telling for both of the characters and all of that. So, logically speaking, I'm going to go ahead and pick not Cameron Grimes. Eli Drake. Yeah, that, that guy. Yeah, I, I'm taking Eli Drake as well, or L.A. Knight, or whatever you want to call him this week. Um I personally think that this guy should probably become one of the more overacts in NXT, especially if we may be getting some call-ups of some other people yeah. to revamp the, the the lineup of the you know main shows now that we've let go of some talent and we've got to replenish that roster real quick. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I'll take LA Knight here. I just hope that coming out of this that the Million Dollar Championship gets defended. Yes. Thing. Like, I want yeah. him to be like, yeah, let's, let's defend the title. Basically, exactly the opposite of what AEW is doing with Brian Cage in the FTW World Title. Right. Yeah. No, I feel like with Cameron Grimes, he can lose his match. It's not going to hurt him, honestly. It does feel like if you follow the internet, the LA Knight is, is I feel like it's getting pushed. Like, this is going to be to the moon kind of thing going on. Oh, so. yeah, for sure. And this is a good little place to put him right now where it's mm-hmm. like you're not strapping the North American title on him. You're not putting him directly into the world title scene. You're giving him a nice little build, and it right. makes sense. I like it. Yeah, give me LA Knight also. <laughs> LA Knight. Or you like A Knight. All right, winner take all. The North American champion Bronson Reed and the world tag team champions of MSK, uh, Carter and Nash, they take on Logano Del Fantasmo of Santos Escobar, Raul Mendoza, and Joaquin Wild, winners walking out with all the gold. Um, this one I think could have a very fun pace, but I don't uh, see how you just put the title on Bronson Reed and you're yeah. moving on from Bronson Reed unless they're not sold on Bronson Reed or they really love what they got out of Santos Escobar when he was the cruiserweight champion. Um, both of those are viable options, but I'm taking the champions to retain here. Um, I just don't know that you're ready to rip the belts away from Reed and MSK. Okay. Yeah. So first of all, 
I misunderstood the stipulation of this match. I read it wrong. I thought that the winners of the match had to take Triple H out for dinner. I thought it was a winner-take-Paul match. Mm. Um, I got that wrong. <laughs> so now, knowing that it's a winner-take-all match, I'm going to reassess. I agree. I actually I don't see the new champion and the tag champions, who are also still pretty new in their reign, losing their belts right now. Yeah. And not in this setting. It feels kind of like a cheap way to do it. If anything... I could see Bronson Reed getting the pinfall over maybe one of the lower Legamos, whatever, you know. The, Wild. The, yeah, 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 fucking DJZ or whoever. Um, I could see that being the thing. I don't – but I could also see the heels winning this, to be fair. I would not be shocked. They obviously have a lot of faith in Santos Escobar. I feel like they think that he's going to be everything that they wanted Andrade to be, and he never worked out to be. And even to a certain degree that they wanted, like, Alberto Del Rio to be back in the day, and he never worked out to be. Because um, something that Escobar has going for him, besides having the look and the talent, is he can cut a promo. Mm -hmm. He can speak. He doesn't have any of the language barriers. Right. Like, he doesn't have – I feel like that's what you always ran into. I mean, okay, Alberto Del Rio, you ran into a whole bunch of other different problems. But when it came to Andrade, who's amazing in the ring and fantastic, he needed a mouthpiece. And I, I don't know why, but it feels like WWE, to unless you're Paul Heyman and Brock Lesnar, WWE is not actually willing to go all the way on a push with someone who needs a mouthpiece. So it was only ever going to go so far for Andrade. I think they're looking at Escobar as possibly being the guy that they can actually do it with. And, and, and granted... Once Would he, he, be, he be the one that takes over the Rey Mysterio spot? Yeah, I think I think that's who they're looking at right now. And now, granted, when he finally gets called up to the main roster, that could all go to shit because you know, depending on which way the wind is blowing, and you know whether or not Vince did his comb over that day in the left direction or the right direction, you might not get what you thought you were going to get. So all I can say is for right now, I feel like they are building him, and I feel like I just talked myself into picking the heels. I'm going to have to go back and change it on that thing. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick uh, El Fantasmo, Legalo, whatever. Do you, yes. Do you think they do that because they only want to do kind of like a, almost like a cost-cutting thing in a sense? Like they, they'll only attach a mouthpiece to a wrestler that's actually worth it. Because that's something they, they've done for years. Back in the 80s, that's nearly uh, half the roster back then couldn't speak for shit. Uh, so you attach put, a Slick, you attach put, a Jimmy Hart, you attach a Bobby. And then it works. Heyman is Heyman's shtick is one way. You need a guy like Heenan was. Right, but my thing is though, managers. That's not a thing in WWE. Not really a thing. This is maybe what behalf of every guy. Right. Here's the thing. I don't think requirement almost now. I don't think WWE wants to do managers because everybody in AEW has managers. Mm Mm-hmm. Let's work. I miss, but that's, yeah. I miss managers. Zelina was great, obviously, before she got cut. Uh, fucking, obviously, Heyman's in. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Zelina was great. What'd she bring to the table? This is a fair well, question. She brought, like beauty. She's good athlete. she brought beauty. But I it's mean, not like she was out there cutting Paul Heyman level promos. Oh, but, but, but again, Paul, but, 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 
Paul Heyman is one A, one B greatest manager of all time. That's a that's a high benchmark. Him yeah, and Bi- but when there's no other managers in the company, why are you worth having there if you're not performing at the level of one A, one B, best of all time? Charlotte's just as meaningful for Karrion Cross. At least she like has an integral part of his promos. Like I said, my point is they, they, it has to make sense for them to want to attach a manager to a wrestler, in other words. And well, in, in the case of Karrion Cross, it makes sense. They put fucking Paul Heyman with Curtis Axel for eight months. And what did that fucking accomplish? Not a goddamn thing. I didn't watch yeah. I'd watch that. It's like, I can't speak on that. Yeah, see, it was your fault. Yeah, thanks. Appreciate it. That's not a chance to Speaking of Karrion Cross, let's get there. The main event of the evening It is a five-way match for the... Did we do all the other matches already? Yeah. That's wow. it? So this is going to be an early show, huh? Seven-inning game. Uh, five-way match for the title. It is the champion, Karrion Cross with Scarlett, defending against Adam Cole. Baby. Kyle O'Reilly. Auto O'Reilly, parts. Auto Parts. Johnny Gargano with Joe's future ex-husband, Austin Theory. Hell yeah. <laughs> we're going to have... We're gonna, we're going to try to have many cute babies. Oh, my God. Keep trying, buddy. And last but certainly not least, this is Craig looks at you with a very confused face right now. Yeah. <laughs> Get him on camera, please. I got to... going to be some pretty shitty babies. I mean... <laughs> shitty. I said try. Then we're going to attempt. A for effort. The same. Yes. Yes. Right. And last but not least... All right. Yeah, that's how the, it works. Whatever works yeah. for you, buddy. Let me know. <laughs> how it works out. Is none other than the Bruiser weight, Pete Dunn with Oni Lorcan. Uh, in my predictions, I've selected that there will be a new champion. Really? It did. What? what, what? That one shocked me. I think this is the cross is coming up. Get the belt off of him without him actually taking the fall. Oh. I have the new champion of NXT being Kyle O'Reilly after he defeats Adam Cole to win the NXT championship. I would not be mad at that at all. I I mean, look, the man's a former ROH World Heavyweight Champion. He certainly has the... I think he beat Adam Cole for that belt, as a matter of fact. I think so, too. Literally, they even had a match at, like, Wrestle Kingdom in the Tokyo Dome defend, over the title at one point. Yep. So, like, he's got the lineage. He's got the ability. I buy it. I'm actually really excited because I didn't think we'd ever get singles superstar Kyle O'Reilly in NXT. Yeah, I kind of thought we'd be stuck with Red Dragon, which, you know... Not that that's the worst faith in the world, because obviously they were an amazing tag team, but I kind of thought that was going to end up being Kyle's ceiling, and eventually they'd get called up to, like, SmackDown and, you know, end up in a really stupid feud with Bobby Roode and Dolph Ziggler or the Mysteriosos or something. Like, put something <laughs> like Mysteriosos. What's wrong with you, Honestly, this has worked out a lot better for Kyle, in my opinion. The fact that he's actually getting a singles run here. I would be so excited if that happens. I almost want to change my pick just to will it into being. Is it better wait wait till the next takeover to do this? With Kyle Why? Or? Why would you wait? I'm just asking. I'm just asking questions. That's all. So that's the question. No, 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 okay, wait. No, stop. Okay. Your question came from a place of having that thought. 
So why did you have that thought? What made you think? A five. Hey, that's why a five way. Would it be more value to do it in a singles regular head to head matchup with somebody? Do you okay? First of all, wait. We need to we need to establish something. Hold on. Go ahead, Joe. We need to establish something. Do you hate five way matches? We need to mark this down that way next week when we talk about the show and you talk about how it's the best five way you've seen in a while and you usually hate five way matches. I don't think I've ever seen it. Honestly, I don't think I've ever seen a five way match before. I'm really? not one. I don't I'm, honestly I don't think I've seen one. A five way, a four way, definitely. <laughs> there's definitely if big I have, in, Michael. Like, if I have. There's been plenty in WWE. There's been like you haven't even seen Farm Girls do Alien thirty seven? There's a lot on board though. <laughs> <laughs> <Look at> my, <laughs> I, he's been sitting over here for a solid like I know. Just waiting. How long did you hold on to that joke, Craig? <laughs> that was that was in Hebrew. And, yeah. <laughs> no, seriously. No, no, no. I wouldn't be mad. I, I think Colorado's solo run is incredible. Um, my question is this: though, more than else, what are the odds of Karen Cross actually getting called up? I mean, considering all of the openings they have in the roster, I think actually that makes a lot of sense. And it's not unprecedented. I mean, Keith Lee won the belt. I was just going to say that. A Keith Lee by called up too. So. I was going to say that. Keith Lee held the title for, what, two months? And he was gone. Not even, I feel like. I right. think it was last time. Yeah. So, so my only question here with, with, with the cross, and now that Ernest has brought this to the forefront, if it's not right now, the next takeover would probably be SummerSlam weekend in Vegas. Right. Because I feel like Colorado is such a platform. It, it, it can't be because fucking Friday night is SmackDown, Saturday night is SummerSlam, so you can't have a takeover. Yeah, either. no, I was about to say that. I, li- oh, I literally right, right. was thinking about that math. It's like they can they can do takeover on Wednesday like they did for WrestleMania or do it two that's nights. True. Again, but that's not good. They're probably not going to do it in front of a big live crowd or anything like right. that. Because right. you're probably not getting an audience to two nights of takeover at like, I mean, certainly not at a big and- arena. And SummerSlam and the Manny Pacquiao fight. Right, exactly. I don't, I don't see it. Right. Okay. Um. Yeah. So I, I, that's why I don't like, because if you just have a random Capital Wrestling Center takeover, I, I don't know that it has any less value of building up it as it in your house. Fair point. I think this is the safest route to go because you could honestly go any of the five, any of the other four could win. Yeah. Maybe. Gargano could steal a win and go and going back to being, you know, the champion. Pete could finally get his run with the NXT title after having his lengthy run with the UK title. Um, you could go to, to the the ace in the hole of Adam Cole and put it back on him. Or you could give Kyle the chance and take the shot and see what happens with him, knowing that you have built-in feuds of Adam and Pete right off rip. Plus uh, other guys that are in oh, there. Shit. I'm, I'm gonna say this. I I predicted on that website thing that Karrion Cross was gonna win, but I hadn't really like I did. I felt like it was weird that this was a five way, and the point that you kind of just brought up about how it's a safe place to get the belt off of him without actually having him ever lose a match, which they already lucked into the first time. Not lucked. I mean, you don't want someone to get injured, but he got injured, so he's never lost the belt. He's literally undefeated in NXT. So if you want to keep that going and then get him onto the main roster and get the belt onto someone else here, 
it does make a lot of sense. This is the perfect opportunity. So I, I, I'm, I want to will into existence Kyle O'Reilly winning. So I want to go with you on that. But right. I did technically pick Karrion Cross before. I, 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 I pick Cross also too. I, I want him to lose. Personally, I want, I, I, whether it's Kyle O'Reilly or Adam Cole gets it, I don't care. Um, I do think it's intriguing to know that maybe he does get called up. I don't know. There's a lot of holes on the right main roster. Because it's not an elimination, right? Say it again? It's not, it's not an elimination, okay. Nope, it's a fatal five-way. It's just yeah, a regular... I, I, I think your argument makes a lot of sense. I think this is a great opportunity to get the belt off of him without actually having him lose. Yeah. So, and it will ask, and it will ask speculation if this happens. Well, I mean, honestly, I don't know how much speculation there is because if he loses the title on Sunday and shows up on Monday on Raw, then you know exactly why. Right. Right. I don't think they're going to sit around and, you know, pity patter around bringing him up. If he drops the title, he's coming. So let's do this quick. Let's yeah. do this quick. What are the odds that ha- actually happening? Like, before we know the result. Wait, wait, Same wait. No. I got a better question. Okay. I have a better question. No offense, but. Wait, what the fuck's my question, though? Yeah, but it was bad. I got a better question. <laughs> Does Karrion Cross showing up on Raw make you want to tune into Raw? Yes. Yes. Only because of the presentation. Okay. No, it, it makes me want to show up because I want to see, is this a push to put him in a in a title feud? Or is this him going to run through the lower mid card and then like win the U.S. title and do it the, the, the smart way? Like, are we, are we going to just kind of like, oh, he was just the NXT champion, and now he's fighting Drew McIntyre and Bobby Latchett for the world title? Or are we going to just let him run through whoever win the U.S. title for a while and build him up slowly? Yeah, no push. I'll, I'll tell you what. Lower. Just don't, you don't to fucking throw him, like, right in the world title picture. But right. he could show up on the first night. Who's the U.S. champion right now? Sheamus. Sheamus, open challenge. He beats him. Fucking new U.S. champions carrying across. And he just fucking holds the title for the next six months. Yeah. I'm a-okay with that. And it makes the U.S. title get, get some shine, too. New face, new, you know, look, that kind of thing. And I'll tell you what. Um, go back like to, Joe, wait, wait, Joe. Go back to my question, motherfucker, that you stole. Okay. I had a better question. It's, yeah, okay. It's not the way. Right. No. You ask the question, you're good. 50% chances happens, honestly. Wow, you taking any more fucking like? Is this a right? Hulk Hogan and Randy Savage question? Yeah, pretty much. Because when I still up, when I if this had been like some regular like head head to head matchup, I would have said that. I say, like, well, he'll continue the title reign for these couple months. A five way creates a lot of opportunities, a lot of shit. So, yeah. could you, but could you take it even like more like just bogus percentage? Oh uh, yeah, that's a fifty percent chance. I mean, how many how many how many money in the bank? How many ladder matches? How many IC ladder matches where you've seen six guys in the ring at one time? Car crash. I mean, just think about it that way, minus the, minus the ladder. You know? 70% Car- chance it's happening. Oh. They're sitting in this room, I wouldn't know who they were. But you can make it work. I mean, obviously, you're going to have a lot you have a lot of outside outside the ring stuff going on. And if you're flushing a roster all these cuts last couple months, naturally you're going to bring up guys probably. So, especially you can go out on the road. So, that's on it. the road again. Yeah. Anyway, is that that's it? The preview? Yeah. Uh, so, oh, damn. The final the final thing on the 
score sheet, Joe seen it. Obviously, you haven't. Is <laughs> wait, wait, wait. What Dick's gonna say? You also you have it. <laughs> but it's true though. Carry on. You have to predict the match order. Really? Was it like a prop bet thing going on here? I mean, because there's only five <laughs> matches. So the sixth, the sixth thing, because they normally do one for every match. So the sixth thing is predict the match positions. I feel like that's relatively easy because it's a small fucking card. It's going to be absolutely ridiculously hard. What the fuck no. are you doing? No. What's you have a, red, you have a red men's match in there. You have a winner-take-all match. You have a ladder match. Obviously, everybody better get five points because, obviously, they're going to fucking put the, the five-way in the last. Women's title match first. Let's go. Wow, really? I don't have that as the first match. What do you have first match? I have the winner-take-all tag match. Really? Mm-hmm. What I put? Start start the crowd with something hot. Give them fucking guys doing flips and, you know, all that fun stuff. And then I have the Mercedes versus Zaya match. And then I have the million-dollar title ladder match. And then I have the women's match. And then the... What match? Wait. What match are you guys each most looking forward to before we move on? Actually, to be honest, the L.A. Knight fucking match against Cameron Grimes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, me too. I want to see the LNI push. I want to see how this goes. I, I would say that I'm most interested in the winner-take-all tag match. Really? Yeah, I like I like Legato del Fantasma. Um, Me too. And I really like MSK. And I and I'm I'm starting to come around on Bronson Reed. I wasn't the like I didn't hate Bronson Reed, but he was kind of like a better version of Savio Vega. Like he's there. See, not, not going to be mad that he's there. <laughs> And for me, for me, MSK falls into that same category where, like, I, I get them, mm-hmm. but I feel like I feel like I could watch five teams that are exactly like them every week on AEW Dark. Like, I don't like they don't, they don't stand out to me that much. Not not to be Booker T about it, but they don't stand yeah. out to me that much. Like, I don't feel like anything that I don't connect with them. I don't know, maybe I didn't watch them in an impact. Maybe Trey Miguel was like the personality of the group. Right. I don't know. The way you feel about Bronson Reed, uh, Mike, the same way I feel about Cameron Grammish for a long time. Now I'm a big fan. So. I personally, I've been a big fan of Bronson Reed since he was on Perfect Strangers. That's Bronson Pinshaw. Oh, damn it. <laughs> Balky, <laughs> motherfucker. Come on. So now that we're done with review, before we move on to the next topic, can I just mention the fact that I'm, I'm looking at PW Insider because the Impact Wrestling against all odds shows this weekend. Oh, I'm sorry. Can I cut you off for two seconds and, and no. say something else, too? Pro no. Wrestling Gorilla is back August 1st. God damn you. That was going to be my third MVP that I texted you about. I was going to break that. Uh, what a jerk. I only have two MVPs. Ah, uh, you poor thing. Two? Only two. Uh, Not greedy, huh? Oh, you're so... So, the Impact Wrestling World title match between Kenny Omega and Moose is going to take place in Jacksonville, and the rest of the show is taking place wherever. They're putting it in front of an AEW crowd. WrestleMania 2? But it's the Impact show, right? Because I think that the AEW Dynamite show is Saturday this week. It is Saturday. Not this week, next week it is. Oh, it's next week? Uh, Either next week after one to two. I can't remember exactly. I thought it was this week, so I was like... No, 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 no. It, no it's Friday tomorrow, but the one for Saturday is either next week or the week after. Oh, then. You think 
You think he's going to drop the Impact title here? No. Because I don't think Moose has signed a long-term contract to stay with Impact. Oh, okay. If he was, if he was facing, like, Sammy Callahan, I'd be like, man, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, guys, let's get to the next topic. Uh, I guess it's mine. Uh, speaking of AEW, <laughs> what's that? Great. <laughs> uh, um, uh, as you know, Britt Baker is the new AEW Women's Champion, and this is simple here, really. When we, whenever we get a new title, title holder, we tend to like to fancy book what they should do. Um, so that being said, um, Britt Baker, new champion, what's going on? Because I, I actually watched Dynamite from last week today and any thoughts of her turn to baby face got crushed immediately well of course <laughs> and I, and I, I know he saw that she was well, the whole reason her act is over is because of how she acts like you why, why would you turn that like in order for her to become a baby face you'd have to take away from her the things that people actually like right but uh yeah she still is very much a heel very yeah. much i mean i mean a tweener it's just still a heel um, it looks like it looks like right now that Nala Rose might be the next in line based on what we saw at the celebration. Um, but I don't know. Maybe maybe not. We'll see what happens in weeks to come. But let's book this. Britt Baker, how long should she have the title for? Who should she face? Who's who's a rising talent that can, you know, get over in this in this come months or year or whatever it may be? Mike, do you want to go first? You look like you want to go first. I, I, I no, I, I, I will, but I'm very pained by what I just read. So what happened? So in round three of the MLW Open Draft, they announced that they were bringing in Savio Vega. Get the <laughs> fuck out of here! Are you serious? I mean, you want me to send you the fucking article? It's oh, I, I believe you. This, this is kind of like weird. I didn't realize he was alive. What was that, Joe? I didn't realize he was still alive. I'm just being honest. Oh, you, know, Joe, you do know that th- what this means, right? That he's going to be there? In three months, we're going to get a Savio Vega versus Davey Richards feud for, like... Right. Hmm. I'm here for kick, it. Who can kick the hardest? That's what the feud's going to be. Yes. Savio I mean, was there no matter what, man. I read that, and I became instantly pained. I was like, oh, my God, what are we doing? I mean, what, like, could they just not track down Steve Blackman? Like, what the fuck? Like, hold on. They got, like, four more rounds. We might, we might get Steve. Is he still alive? Why is there an MLW draft happening? Because they're dumb. I don't know. But who's drafting? There's one company. This is what I never understood about the whole thing. They're drafting for their own new roster. I don't even know what the fuck is going on. It's the dumbest thing ever. (laughs) Okay, back to. Okay, Dr. Britt, DMD. Now that I've lost my mind, DDS. Yes. All right, um, Dr. Britt Baker, DMD. I would, obviously, she's going to be the champion for a long time. I don't think that I would rush to take the title off of her. I don't think I'd rush to move in any other direction other than, than Dr. Britt Baker. Um, obviously, she's the, the, the first challenger is going to be Nyla which she'll beat on Dynamite, um, leading into All Out. Um, I could, if, if there's still a working relationship between Impact and AEW at that time, which I don't know if that's actually going to be a thing, 
I could see it being maybe her versus Deanna Peraza, champion versus champion kind of thing. It ended in something fluky, double count out, double disqualification, whatever. But you get a good wrestling match between the two of them. They're friends. They could have a good wrestling match. Um, I could see potentially um, a debuting uh, Chelsea Green, uh, maybe even like Alana being fed to Britt. Um, then, then, then it starts to get interesting because then where do you go from there? You have All Out coming. Or I have All Out already booked. Then you have Revolution and Full Gear and all that. Um, is is Thunder Rosa going to come back? Or are we going to get the final the final soiree in that one? Are we going to get a, a, a third and decisive match there? Um, obviously, Tay Conti's still there. She's pretty good in ring. Anna Jay's going to come back from her shoulder injury. Join the Dark Order. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd love to see Anna eventually get the title, maybe not from Britt, obviously, because I think this title reign is going to be one that's going to at least get us through December. I don't think she's touching Sheeta's record. Um, I don't think she holds it 367 days or whatever it is. I can see 180-ish, unless she gets hurt or something crazy. Um, I would eventually have her drop the belt Either it's a Thunder Rosa if you can get her on an contract, or this is your opportunity to do something crazy and give it to someone like Big Swole. Whoa. I love Swole. I know you do. Um, Big Swole is my favorite WNBA player. You'd be nice. I, I mean, I live <laughs> pop shows, so I mean, it's cool. Um, no, I, I think that this, I think, like I said, I think this one's going to be one where Britt's going to hold it probably through the end of the year. I mean, I could see her dropping it at like revolution in <coughs> February, potentially to, I'm like, take Conti's the name that keeps coming back into my head. So does Thunder Rosa, unless this is like, Hey, we're going to build up a whole new, a whole new women's division, you know, bring in like Allison K or something like that. Because uh, I don't know who's out there right now, free agent wise, that you're rushing to bring in, unless it's Ruby. I, I would love to see, and I'm not necessarily have her win the title or anything, but like a couple of matches with Serena Deeb. I mm-hmm. bet Brittany and Serena could have some amazing matches. I agree. I, I can see that. I can see her having good matches even with Rio. Um, yes. I, I personally, the the. the the end point for me is January, and it's a eventual title loss to the aforementioned Heidi Lovelace, a.k.a. Ruby Riot. Where does, like, Jade Cargill fall in? I was just going to ask you that. Is it uh, any I, I, roster? I had to report back to the uh, New York Sparks. I think they need to <laughs> forward for the rest of the year. Um, I don't know. There. She does nothing for me in ring, like. She doesn't. And putting her with, like, this cheesy attorney dude, he's worse than fucking any manager WWE has right now. But again, he's really pre- previous argument, everybody in AEW has a manager. Right. I mean, literally at this point, if you can name me five wrestlers that don't have a valet, a coach, or a manager, I would be fucking utterly surprised. Yeah. So I- I'm of the mindset right now that I think I would have her drop it probably like January, February to Heidi and, and get through there because I don't, I don't, unless Britt turns face in the middle of this run, 
Jade Cargill will never be a face. No, correct. I agree. No, she's definitely so, a heel. I mean, and Britt doesn't need to be a face for the next four months. She can no, be cheered. She can be cheered as a heel and call all of us stupid. For exactly. Her I mean, it works for her character. All I'm saying is, uh, in ring perspective, the name that I that I just keep coming back to is Heidi because I think it makes the most sense. Um, yeah. what, where do you stand on Red Velvet? She's better in ring than Jade is. That's I, I disagree with that completely. You think Jade's better than Red Velvet in ring? Yes. Red Velvet's very boring to me. Jade at least stands out. I mean, Red Velvet stood out, too. She hit that dive and almost broke her face. God, that, that that's dive not was scary. Good stand out. You, you didn't say it had to be good or bad. Did you? <laughs> I'm working with what you said. All right. So, wait. I've, I've got the beginnings of storyline ideas. Oh, boy. Okay, so I have a, I have an overall idea that's going to include Ruby Riot, but we're not there yet because I figure she's probably got some sort of waiting period right now before she can get signed. I think I think she's on the shelf until September, probably like the first week of September. Okay, cool. So before we get there, I obviously need Britt to do something storyline wise. So I'm gonna have her take the JBL 2005 gimmick. 2004, 2005 gimmick. And she's going to extract all of the Japanese female wrestlers from the AEW roster. She's going to make that her mission. And this gives her an excuse to get wins over Rio and another win over Sheeta. And we'll bring back in the fucking uh, queen lady, whatever her name is, Freddie Mercury. Emmy Sakura. Yeah, she's pretty been around a while. Sakura. Well, this is a year. Yeah, well, I mean, like, we'll get her back. Japanese portion of the women's tournament, you moron. I don't know. I'm just saying. She, I, maybe and whoever, who is that Japanese woman that won that tournament that like had a really good match with Shida, even though it was hard to care about it? Yuki Sakazawi, I think, or something. Yes, exactly. It's like a mentor. Back, like all of them. We'll just have Britt Baker fucking beat the asses of all the Japanese women. Because you know what? I bet Kenny Omega jerks off to that thought every night anyway. So let's just make it a reality. I only I only co-sign this if at some point she grabs the microphone and she goes, I am a wrestling god. Yes. I think that's only fitting, to be perfectly uh, honest. Okay. Then we get to a place where, where Ruby Riot can be brought in. And I think you bring Ruby in. Follow me here, okay? I swear to God, I'm not Vince Russo. You bring Ruby in as Britt Baker's younger, like, punk sister. Who, like, is always just standing behind her. And I'm not even so sure that Ruby Riot's not, in fact, older than Britt Baker. But we're going to run with her being younger. And she comes in as her younger sister. And it's like, she basically follows Britt everywhere. And Britt thinks that, like, that, that Ruby thinks that Britt's so cool and everything. But meanwhile, behind her back, Ruby's always like, and making fun of her and making silly faces and stuff. And then, like, getting her into situations, like, signing contracts for matches and stuff. Or, like, walking up to Nyla Rose and being like, oh, you think you can beat my sister? My sister says she can beat your ass. My sister said go meet her in the ring right now. My sister said it's going to be for the title. My sister said you going to go down. Like, that's the, the whole Ruby Riot promo right there. <laughs> Fucking Joe. It's going to be black when she goes to AEW. Yes. Okay. Just ask yes. 
Just ask him. Just trying to follow along with the story. Please. Yes. She knew hood rats <laughs> friends. No. Ruby then eventually gets to a place where she challenges her sister for the title, and her sister thinks that it's going to be like Finger Poke of Doom style, like she's just going to lay down for her. So she lays down, and she goes in, and then she puts her into a small package, and she goes, one, two, three, and Ruby Rice is the champion. You guys are right, though. It's probably about November. Maine. All right, I'm, I'm going to need you to send some of that shit down. <laughs> <laughs> um, real quick, you guys touched on the touched on that. Um, it's very possible the person that ends up taking the title from from uh, Britt is on the roster currently. Because I don't know, I honestly look at this roster right now. I don't know, I don't know unless someone hey, Marshall. Say it again. Are you thinking of QT Marshall? No. <laughs> Dude, do you really think Anthony Agogo is going to win the women's title? That's amazing. <laughs> love that for him. <laughs> no, I, I, yeah, I'm with that. You're AEW Women's Champion! A go-go Power Rangers! Oh, Lord, he's doing the song. No, I, 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 I really believe it's very possible that the person that was the title, as Mike said, like in January, February next year, is not on the roster right now currently. Um, I, I don't know. They are on the roster. I thought so, too. Um, I just don't know who you just saw. Don't gaslight me. You said on the roster. Rooster. The rooster. <laughs> you said it was on the Terry Taylor. <laughs> oh, the red rooster. <laughs> I didn't know Tully Blanchard was eligible to win the women's title in 60 well, you know, true story, as you go into your 60s, your penis goes back inside of your body, so. Why? Uh, Guerrero. <laughs> oh, but only if she wins it. Only if she wins it with the frog splash from WrestleMania. We've now turned Ernest's review of Brick Baker into a rolling joke. <laughs> Because honestly, it really is. We not we we not, we have this is something that we visit probably in September. Because I don't I don't see anyone on this roster right now outside Sheena, and there's no way in hell you go back to. That in the Do next you season. like that they have her even going against Nyla? Because I kind of hate it. I I don't like it either. Because we know why. It's obvious what was going to happen. Nyla's gonna yeah, lose. it's obvious that she was always going to win no matter who she faced first. Right. Right, well, that, yes, and that's a good thing, but I'm just saying, like, I have zero desire to see her fight Nyla again. Right. Um, I, I think it's the person on the roster. I think I think by September, October, we may see a completely uh, different roster in women's division. I, don't, I think you're out of your mind. You don't think, you don't, you don't think Tony Khan is fucking ham? Roster, why would he turn it over? I think it's a lack of talent in our roster more than else. So, wait, I have a question. Serena Deeb, is she an AEW talent or is she an NWA talent? That's a good question. Good lord, that ball is crushed. Sorry, we were watching the home run of the Twins-Yankees game. Fucking Donaldson hit one of the fucking moon. Um, what, I'll, what I'll say here is I don't, I don't think it's a lack of good wrestlers in the world. Oh, wait. 
Let me. Did you hear, did you hear my question? No, I'm sorry, I didn't. That's I, what I figured. Because you're the person who would know the answer. Um, okay. or or like you would do the research. <laughs> is Serena Deeb signed to AEW or is she an NWA talent? Well, now that she dropped the NWA Women's Title on right. Sunday to Camille. I think she's kind of a, a like a rogue agent. She can kind of come and go as she wants, kind of thing. So I would expect to see her more in AEW now as the as not WWE title attached to her. Like I don't think you're going to see Camille coming to to. No, no. Look, and in, in my opinion, in ring talent wise, Serena Deeb is probably one of the best female wrestlers on the planet right now. Granted, I don't watch a lot of Japanese female wrestling or anything, so maybe. I'll, I'll speak more for North America from the stuff that I see with WWE and AEW and stuff. Serena Deeb, in-ring wise, I get Bret Hart vibes from her. No, I'm with you on that one. I, I agree. In a good way, like the good Bret Hart vibes. So, like, like Bret Hart versus Hakushi vibes, like that level of Bret Hart vibes. So, I, I want to see more of her. And I, that's why I was saying before, like interrupting Mike's thing, that she would be a great person maybe to get a couple of matches out of against Britt, where Britt doesn't need to lose the belt to her, but you might get some legit, like, match-of-the-night matches out of them. You could get, like, a Dynamite main event out of it, or, like, maybe there's your Rampage, like, first show main event. Britt Baker's got that level of over with the company and the fans to, I think, be Mm -hmm. able to be considered for that role. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so... Back, I think what I was, no, I'm trying to remember my train of thought. I just watched Nelson Cruz hit one out too to to walk off against the Yankees. Um, so you stopped me. I was getting ready to talk about. Oh, I don't think the women's division has is that lack of depth as Ernest says. I agree. I think there's a a couple of really good females that are not being used properly. Name them. Penelope Ford. Agreed. The bunny, even though she shouldn't be the bunny, she should just be Allie. She's really good that way. Uh, Chris Statlander, she's back healthy. We should really be fucking using her more. Um, even to an extent, Swole. And just a fifth one off the top of my head that you could probably use for just, I mean, for almost anything you could use them to put over talent is probably. I mean, Anna Jay's not bad when she gets back from injury. Well, I mean, I, I'm not going to include her because she's hurt. But, I mean, right. I, I mean, they used Tay properly while Anna right. was hurt. So I can't use Tay in, in the who's being misused. But, I mean, just, just the four that I ripped off without actually looking at their female roster, I think if you use them in a better you know, a better ability, um, you can get things out of them. You know, NXT having two female matches on a a takeover show, like, we should be getting to the point where you have another mid, like a mid-card women's match in AEW, and the problem is it's like, it's been Sheeta, Britt, Rio, Nyla, and then your outside availability of Serena Deeb, like, you're not pushing a couple of the women that are on your roster that could be beneficial pieces for you. And lo and behold, you're going back to touring. I mean, we just talked about WWE having to fill the roster. AEW is going to have to get more out of everyone because you can't patrol Kenny Omega, 
the Bucks, Moxley, and Kingston out there every Wednesday night for the next 35 weeks and not expect one of them to get hurt. Right. You know, cutting a promo one week and wrestling the next week is okay, but you're going to have to fill that wrestling time with something. So why not fill it with building up Chris Statlander, building up Penelope Ford, building up Alley, building up, you know, Red Velvet, you know, stuff like that. I mean, it's it even if you use Red Velvet to to get over talent on dark and then lose meaningful matches to Penelope and Alley and all them to build them up and Anna when she comes back. I mean, you still got to have the gatekeeper to get to the next step. I mean, if if you use use it wisely, you you can. Fix, I'm not going to say fix, but you can use this women's division that you have without having to go out and bring in <laughs> 75 free agents. Yeah, I agree with that. All right. I mean, obviously, obviously I want Ruby there. I'd love to see Allison Kay there. I'd love to see Marty Bell there. I'd love to see uh, Solo Darling there. I'd love them to actually sign uh, Ashley Vox and Delmi Exo, the C-Stars. Like, I, that's just six random indie names that I listed off that if you put them with the core that they've been using night in and night out. I mean, you could have probably one of the best women's divisions in wrestling, but they've got to put the work in and they've really got to stop shoving the same three people down our throat continuously. It's like, I love Britt Baker, but I need a mid card women's feud to actually have someone building up to fight. Yeah. All right, guys, let's get to Joe's topic to close it out. Joe, what you got? Alright, so, once upon a time, I don't remember what episode or what, but we talked a little bit about the idea of, like, the what if Bret Hart never left WWF in 1997. And I think I might have been even the one to call it the biggest what if in wrestling history. But, I was The clip, by the way, that uh, clip is on the YouTube page. So. Oh, yeah, 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 totally. I think that's one of the reasons why it reminded me of this. I might have, like, come across it. But I was also listening to one of JR's podcasts the other day, and they were – I don't remember what, what they were talking about. It wasn't even really specifically about this thing, but it got me thinking about Steve Austin being injured. It might have been something to wrestle. It was one of – Conrad was on it. And it was – I think they were talking about how when Austin got injured in 97, how the plan was still to keep him around as like an authority figure or something, like just some, something to keep the momentum going, which as we know, like he never missed any TV time or anything. He was always there. I think, right. I think that this actually ended up posing in my head a bigger what if, a, a bigger what if than what if Bret Hart had never left. Because, and I'll explain to you why I think it's a bigger what if. What if Steve Austin had never actually come back to wrestling after that neck injury in summer of 1997? When Owen Hart did the the pile driver incorrectly, broke the man's neck. What if, because there, there was a moment in time, you've heard Bruce Pritchard talk about this on his podcast. You've definitely heard JR say this before. Because whenever they talk about kind of the time and the frame and, you know, Austin in general, there were questions of, is this guy going to even be able to come back to the ring? And what's crazy is, upon his return, is when he really, really takes off. 
you know, he comes back from that injury in August and goes on to win the Royal Rumble and goes on to win the title at WrestleMania from Shawn Michaels, goes on to have the feud with Mr. McMahon and that whole nine yards. All of that happens after he comes back. What if Steve Austin never came back? What What do you guys think would have been the overall repercussions on pro wrestling as a whole? I mean, WWF, obviously, but might have there been repercussions for WCW? Might they still be the company that's in business right now and not necessarily WWF? I mean, it's pretty well known that WWF was pretty much on the verge of bankruptcy at the time when they they took a bet on putting Mike Tyson out there and Austin Tyson. Austin Tyson was a thing, and it got eyes, and it got viewers, and yeah. granted... Could that have still been a thing, even if Austin couldn't have come back to wrestling, since it's not like they ever had a wrestling match? Could you have still had those personalities clashing and like just had them in separate corners at WrestleMania or something? So maybe that still wouldn't have been necessarily affected, and WWE would have still been able to make the money that they were that they did. But at the end of the day, Steve Austin was a wrestler. Steve Austin was the world champion a couple of different times. Steve Austin was the main attraction. Nobody in pro wrestling is the main attraction without being in the ring as a wrestler. Nobody is that over. You know, Paul Heyman is not the guy that sells tickets. Roman Reigns is. Brock Lesnar is. Paul Heyman is the guy in their corner. Nobody's buying the tickets to go see Paul Heyman. So would Steve Austin have actually had the effect that he did if he was never able to come back into the ring as a wrestler? I think I've explained it well enough. I would now like to hear from you guys. It's funny because that same what if by Bret Hart is literally the same time. Because yeah. I think we were told that Bret was asked to, you know, to void that contract or told to avoid a contract around that same month that the injury happened. Um, yeah, it's a different situation. That, that that's, that's a big, I, I agree with you. Um, I still think WCW would have be, been in trouble. Maybe they still exist, but remember, they beat themselves. They ate themselves alive from the, from the inside. Was that, yeah. that, was that Vince beat them? You know, that's not the case. But the first thing I go to is Bret Hart. Because remember, the Bret thing happened after the Austin injury. So if Austin says, I can't go, I got to retire, who does Vince lean on? It's always Bret. And that's, at that point, it was still Bret. So, but the thing is, the Rock wasn't the Rock yet. They were no. they only just turned him heel that month. You yeah. Know? So that that's a major crossroad. That you know, August ninety seven. You know, we we talk about ninety seven being one of the most interesting and most biggest turning points in wrestling history for many reasons. You know, you freeze frame August ninety seven. I mean, and and I'm glad you brought this up because that Austin injury. Could have if that shit went sideways. Yeah, we might not see the WWE as it is today because it was Austin uh, that propelled. Austin, say it again. I still think we get there. No, I think it will exist, but I think remember <clears throat> a no, lot of a lot of people give Austin a lot of credit for the Attitude Era, but you have to also have to give a ton of credit to them letting Sean and Hunter be Sean and Hunter. Yeah, but you also lose Sean by, like, March. By April next year. March, April, right. But, now, 
Think about that. In, in, in March of 98, if Austin doesn't exist, your roster doesn't have Austin. You don't have Brett. You don't have Sean. Like, I, and like, I, and I agree with all, with, with Ernest I, was saying before, no. like, The Rock wasn't there yet. You know what I mean? Like, he was I almost there. I don't think we lose Sean. What? But I mean, he was injured. He was I'm injured. Match. Sean might have been dead by 98. The way he was going, he might have been, might have been dead. His injury was in a match against Undertaker where he hit the casket. Yeah, Rumble 98. Yeah. yeah, that match doesn't exist because fucking Vince gives Brett what he wants, leans back on fucking Brett, fucking Brett keeps the title in Montreal, and right. it leads to fucking the, the Hart Foundation being the mainstay, which means another thing doesn't happen. Owen doesn't fucking die. That's, another point. That's a good point, too. But, again... Shawn Michaels may not make it. Okay, if Shawn Michaels doesn't make it because Shawn Michaels makes poor life choices, that's one thing. I don't think we lose Shawn Michaels to injury because I don't think that that match happens. That makes sense. That's valid. He blew his back out in a spot in a casket match. That doesn't happen if Austin doesn't come back. I've always said that injury was a blessing disguise for him. Honestly. I mean, look, and I say that someone that says that that run is my favorite HBK run of all time. Right I'll there, even, 97, 98. I'll even say this. Even in the scenario where Brett still leaves, but Austin doesn't come back, I don't think you're having Shawn Michaels and The Undertaker as the title match at Royal Rumble. I think you're probably depending on that to be your title match at WrestleMania. Yeah. So those are your two biggest stars. Especially, at the, I mean, arguably, those were your two biggest stars at the point when Brett left, even with Austin around, because Austin was still on the come up. That's mm-hmm. kind of the whole point of the question is like we we weren't in a world yet where Austin was this super established over character. Right. We're on the come up towards that, he comes back from the injury and then it's like to the moon, Alice. And Vince <laughs> and then the Vince angle completes it. Right. Exactly. It gives you an extra two years. Exactly. Exactly. You know, and to boot, you know, you say oh, after era is a little overrated. Here's why. When we did have Austin, that WWE roster in '98 until the until probably early '99 was pretty thin. You think about it. You think of it. You know, you lose HBK in, in March, number one for injury. Okay, it's Austin, it's McFoley, it's Triple H. The Rock is still coming. Right. I mean, Triple H. He's not I, all the way live yet either. Said again. Triple H isn't all the way alive. Exactly. Even more reason. So it's yeah. still like Austin Vince literally carried that for a whole year. I mean, 98. I'll, Once the rock picked up in late 98, then you had more security in that, in that point. What I'll say is that, that we're not thinking about here. Austin goes down to injury. What's the one route that we haven't discussed yet? Hogan coming Vince, back. Vince going and getting somebody from WCW. Savage and Hogan were possibly come back. That was been rumored for years. I know that Hogan or Savage was the guy that should go get there. But it was rumored, I'm saying. I'm not saying you had to get the guy. I'm saying that was rumored. If, if Hogan or Savage had been the guy that came back. It wouldn't have been yeah, anything. Right, like, like maybe the company does, in fact, like get out of the gutter financially right. and like still exist today and stuff. Which I'm just going to say for the record and not, not to go off too much. I'm amused at the idea that there is a like alternate reality somewhere where, you know, WWE, in fact, went out of business because Austin was injured and didn't come back, and he never had the Austin and Tyson thing. And then WCW still went out of business circa 2001 because Ted Turner, you know, 
uh, Time Warner, whatever their company name was, was still like, I'm done with the wrestling business. And then all of a sudden, pro wrestling, as we know it, is totally different today. Yeah. I don't even know that we're doing a podcast right now about pro wrestling right. because I don't know that anybody right. cares. And, and it but sounds it, silly to say Hogan and whatever, but Freezer 97, he was always still the biggest name in pro wrestling at that point. But, but if the other you're way, for, but the you're other going way. for that, like the attitude type thing, and if you're going for the every man, remember, Austin worked because he re- reminded people of themselves. He was the every man. I go to work. I have a shitty day. I go home. I drink some beers. I complain about my boss. Except he got to complain about his boss to his boss's face sometimes while kicking him in the gut and giving him a stunner. So that that was what people enjoyed about Austin. Mm-hmm. And you were trying to replace Austin, which, again, I, I don't know that you can actually full-on replace Austin. No, so, I don't. The one guy I think you could have gotten from WCW, and I don't actually think you could have gotten him because of his allegiance to certain people in the company, would have probably been Diamond Dallas Page. At that time, he was way over. Absolutely. Not not only was he way over, the Diamond Cutter was way over. And that's what he needed. Because half the excitement of Steve Austin was he's going to hit a motherfucker with a stunner who knows when, who knows where. It's the reason why Randy Orton still has a successful career. You know, Austin, in a lot of ways, you think about it, I'll say it again. Steve Austin literally saved Vince because, again, 1998 was not really impressive in terms of storylines for the WWE outside Austin and Vince. Like, you had a little bit of Rock and Triple H, good matches, Jim SummerSlam, all that. But overall, the product wasn't really that exceptional at that time. It was literally the Austin-Vince show for a whole year. in a rebuilding phase. Right. had for themselves what they got lucked out with having was a top program that would bring the audience in and then give all the guys in the process of building yeah give them like the chance to actually build in front of an audience because the audience was there for the bigger overall show and -hmm. it's like well we're here we might as well watch this mark henry and d'lo brown match It it also allowed the rock to develop it allowed Triple H to develop. It allowed Mick Foley to become, you know, a legend. So, yeah, Austin and Vince um, gave that company a whole extra year, a buffer of time to, to grow. Yes, I agree. By 99, I, they were... They were I literally was waiting to say, either that or you have to pee. Nope, I got a light bulb. Okay. Talked about bringing somebody in that changed the game. Is it Logan? Yes, it is. Someone that could, you know, oh... You go get DDP. A name that they could have brought in if Austin can't return that has a very explosive finishing maneuver that the fans loved to see. Yoshihashi? Close, close. <laughs> Jushin Thunder Liger? That's my second choice. <laughs> uh, of course. Number Arca? Rob... And damn. Definitely would have helped. Well, certainly would be awesome level, but it would have helped. At, in 98, he would have come over. He would have had the most over-finishing maneuver in the fucking business. Right. His star frog splash True. was fucking the most ridiculous thing to fucking watch. And if That's you could have to lay off the drugs and brought them in together, it would have been a whole nother fucking level of fucking like, oh shit, national attention to two really good wrestlers in ring. Pair them with the Eddie Guerrero's 
and the Perry Saturns and the Dean Malinkos of the world and have those matches that they were having at the ECW arena in 95 on a SummerSlam card. And you're talking about probably some of the best matches mm-hmm. in wrestling. But I, long, long-term storytelling. Yeah. Brett doesn't leave. Brett retains the title at, at Survivor Series. Yes. Brett drops it. Rumble Mania, whatever. No, he probably drops it to take her at Rumble. Okay. On wins the Rumble from the 30 spot. We get Sean versus Taker at WrestleMania. You get Brett versus Owen after Owen turns on Brett and leaves the Hart Foundation. You have I'm, I'm, I don't know who I don't know what the tag team scene was like there, but you probably uh, have the Outlaws had just gotten had gotten hot at that point. And then so you like, have and Rock for the Intercontinental title on the on the lower card. I have a crazy idea. Go right ahead, man. What about a scenario where Brett stays? But the Montreal screw job still happens. That's that's hundred percent on the table. Because there's a lot of people that aren't convinced that it wasn't all the work anyway. I can see that and, being a thing. Brett goes away for a couple months and then comes and back. And then comes back and gets to be the face who gets to be the kick ass. He already had kind of an attitude. Like he never would have been stone cold. He never would have been that level. It's the rumble as the thirtieth entry of right. the surprise entry. Wins the Rumble and gets the redemption at WrestleMania. But it does yeah. create the Mr. McMahon character, though. Do you need the Mr. McMahon important. character? Like, if we're losing Austin to history, we can't lose Mr. McMahon to history, yeah. too. I know how tied together they are, but, you like, you could have still had someone to go against the Mr. McMahon character. I agree. If you don't have that character, then you've lost, like, like you said, you've lost the, the reason why people were tuning in. During a year that you're actually just building up a whole roster. No, this is a fantastic what if. And again, you tie it with the Bret Hart stuff, and it's yeah. literally the same exact time this happens. That's a, I mean, that's definitely a great what if. You want to drop a dynamite drop in, Donnie? No. I'm good. Uh, Joe, what do you love this week? Dynamite drop in? Uh, Hold on. I think uh, Craig might drop in. Hold on. No, I mean, I'm, I'm just like, just thinking of. Like, you know, with his injury and, like, I mean, I'm, I don't know if I'm, I'm on the same wavelength as you guys, but, like, so the injury shortens his career. And what if the injury, like, you know, I'm just thinking what if the injury doesn't happen? How much longer does the Attitude Era keep going? Because he's the one character, like, they couldn't tone down because. Technically, it didn't even start until after the injury. Technically, it didn't start to November of that year. Yeah, but what he's but, saying, no, 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 because the attitude that were ended in 2003, and it right? obviously took no, it ended oh, in 2001. Oh, oh, one. Okay, it ended in 2001 soon as Austin turned heel, which would have still happened. When did he he retired in what? Oh three, oh four, oh three, oh three. He retired oh three, but the attitude era ended in oh one. Yeah, it started shifting away from Rock and Austin at that point. Soon as he turned heel and joined, went went into oh three, oh four. Well, the other thing is you have to remember is when when you get to 03, The Rock's filming movies, and, yeah. Austin, and Austin isn't an everyday compartment of the roster because he's been so dinged up. So they've, they've started to transition to the Ruthless Aggression era. Right. If, if Austin doesn't get hurt, you may get another year before the end of the Attitude Era. Because the, o- the only reason I don't think so is because I think he still would have turned heel in 01. 
And like I said, I think that's the real end of the Attitude Era. I mean, Craig, that Mania in 03, they didn't even main event that Mania. That was Angle and, uh, and Lesnar in 03. The, uh, the bot shooting star. The bot yes. star press. So, but it's, it's a great point if, though, because it changed, it, it changed its course of history, honestly. Yeah. I'll say this. If it was... If Wait, it say was, it with your face toward the camera. I can't see you. Thank you. If that WrestleMania 19... Mm-hmm. With WrestleMania 38, Austin and Rock closed the show. Of course. Oh, yeah. Of course. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Without question. But and Rock would have come back. Rock would have come back from Austin's last match. I don't care if he's the biggest right. movie star in the world. I don't care if he needed to be at the red carpet for Fast and Furious 87 mm-hmm. that night. He yeah. would have been there for Austin's last match. But that was Vince's right. playing the long game. Angle they, and Lesnar. Especially if they knew that. It was going to be his last match. If they knew it was one last round, Rock ain't missing it, and it ain't not closing the show. Exactly. Right. Right. All right. right. I got it. This one's easy. This one's a really easy one, all right? My fellow New Japan fans, they did it. They did it, guys. And this can't be spoilers. It happened like a week ago. So you know, like three days ago. Uh they put the, the IWGP heavyweight title, whatever the fuck they're calling it nowadays, with its, like, four-champion, three-month lineage. They put it on Shingo. I can't pronounce his last name. Uh, T- Takagi? Mm-hmm. A go-go Power Rangers. Okay. Did it again. So, anyway, they Takagi. put the double Shingo. Takagi. I, for one... Hold on a second. Takagi. Is he in any relation to the Takagi from Nakatomi Towers back in 1987 in Los Angeles? That's, that's his I uncle. It's his uncle. Okay. Yes. Right. <laughs> Never forget Nakatomi Towers, Christmas 87. Die Hard is a Christmas movie. I'm going to call him intern Craig. Fight me. So, <laughs> so, we got lucky this time. They had the chance to put the belt back on Okada, which I think we all assumed was going to happen. By the way, Okada, he is the Sasha Banks of Dominion. Anyway. I told you that joke. I'm taking it anyway. <laughs> so, well, go back to the text. I think I said it. Oh, no, I said always the bridesmaid, never the bride. Yes, yes. I was like, I definitely made the Sasha Banks reference. You did. You did. But they had the chance to put it on Okada, which was the safe bet. Always. Which mostly fans wanted them to put it on Shingo. And finally, give us something that we're really excited for. Which, granted, we were really excited when Will Ospreay won it. And then we know what happened. We were really excited when Kota Ibushi won it. And then we know what happened. So, now we're really excited for Shingo winning it. If something happens to this man, this belt is fucking snake bit. Retire it. Burn it. Let Naito drag it around the entirety of Tokyo. And then get rid of it. Because it is snake bit. Shingo, I hope nothing happens to you in the interim. As long as we still have Shingo as our IWGP heavyweight United Champion of the Universe. <laughs> New Japan fans, my fellow fans, I love that for us. All right. MVPs. Mike, I Mike? forgot who my MVP is. Think about it. I thought it was Shingo. Yeah, I did say that. All right, you go first. Ernest, go first. My MVP 
we actually mentioned him a while on the podcast. Is it Shingo? Hart. Huh? <laughs> Me? It's Shingo. It's Shingo. I like his name. I like his name a lot. No, my MVP this week is actually I got my I'm a, I have two actually. Number one, I'm getting greedy today. Bret Hart, okay. any biography, the best one I've watched. Watch it. It's a great story. Uh, learn a lot. To me, like I know he has like he's one of those guys that old man on my lawn thing kind of thing. But lucky he's I I, I love his his honesty, he's transparent, and all that. It's great. Listen to. I I said it months ago. He showed his own podcast. It's a Conrad Stone podcast of Bret Hart, honestly. You hear stories for days. So that's number one. Number two, uh, Andrade, AEW. Do you, do you like the fact that, um, Vicky was the one that introduced him? I don't hate it. I get big mom, kid vibes. Like, I'm okay with it. Excuse me! <laughs> don't ever do that again. I will hit you with a sandal. Don't you ever do that again. How tall are you? Like, four, eight? I will jump. I will give him a step stool. We got yeah. Air Jordan? You got Air Jordan step stools? I have many pairs of Air Jordans, as a matter oh, of Red Heart, and that's true. Red Heart and Andrade, Miami Peace this week. Michael, what would you MVP? Uh, hold on. Oh, okay. Number number one of my MVPs uh, is the new IWGP World Heavyweight Champion, Shingo Takagi. My second one was Joe announced that PWG is coming back August 1st. And last but certainly not least, the new NXT United Kingdom women's champion uh, completing the championship reign of Kaylee Ray of 600-plus days. The new champion, final boss, Miko Satamora. I saw that today on the internet. Yeah. She's the best women's wrestler in the world. Is she really? Is she really? I believe that. Fight me about. I don't know. I've never seen her before. I'll check it out. I'm about you because obviously you haven't seen her. You ain't watched the New Japan show, so if you, you definitely don't know any Japanese wrestling. She better be Velvet. Tell me that it's uh, anyone not named Miko Satomura. Fight good me. Good joke. Good joke. This man <laughs> just said with a straight face, is she better than Red Velvet? <laughs> I'm going to punch you in the throat. Come closer. Come closer to the screen, motherfucker. <laughs> and you will. <laughs> All right, so what, what's your MVP? Instead, other than Shingo. I know you got something else for us. Come on now. It'll be later. No, no, it was Shingo. I, was, I, I texted like that earlier. I literally forgot when I texted him, and I can't look because I'm recording this on my phone. So I figured I would just ask him, you, why, why were you eavesdropping in on our conversation? That's not very MVP-like. This is, okay. <laughs> This, so this is how you get beaten out of the trio by fucking being a snake. Yeah. If this was a wrestling promotion, you'd be like the, the, the Roderick Strong, and we would just jump you out of the room. What are you talking you're, about? You're like the Sean Waltman. But whoa, 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 What are you talking about? Bitch. Oh, I, I don't know either. I'm just going with it. <laughs> fucking. You eat our conversation when he was trying to remember who his MVP was. Yeah. And you're being a sarcastic asshole. That gets you jumped out wow. of most factions. He wants to. He wants to. He wants to. Who turned heel in the fucking the group in NXT? Undisputed Adam, Era. Adam Cole did. All right. He wants Adam Cole. You. Wow. 
Wow, anyway. don't say that ever again. Yeah, that's kind of. And on that note, he wants to uh, have your baby. Okay, whatever. Of you and his babies. Joe, stop. <laughs> Next week, Hell in the Cell preview. Craig, intern Craig. Hey, guys. I don't have an MVP, but I got a question for you guys. Um, with what seems like the impending sale of WWE to NBC. It's not impending. Slow down. Slow down. Oh, oh if it happens. Your Ernest has to go to sleep. How oh, much until it is completely and utterly unwatchable? Because, uh, uh, my thing, here's my thing. Great answer. Here's my thing. They went to Peacock, and Peacock is just wiping out history. Peacock. Anything offensive, fine. But if you know that's what they're doing to your, your past, what's going to happen to the future of, of wrestling if they go to NBC? It's ju- uh, To me, it's just going to be like a G-rated thing, and it is going to be completely... Well, it's not that bad, because some of the things they have to air are still there. I've been going through the, some of the stuff in 98, 99. It's still, a lot of stuff is still there. So it, they haven't gone through like a scalpel. Some of the obvious things, like some of the racial shit, maybe like the Roddy Piper blackface thing. That's, yeah. right? Yeah, yes. You know what I mean? But, you know, but, but I just think if they go that route, it's just really going to completely kill it. If they, could. they go fully G rated, that might be like the, is it worth us keeping the streak alive just to keep a streak alive? Like, if it's unwatchable, like... I, look, the, if, if wrestling, if WWE gets sold to a bigger company, the bigger company is going to treat it the same way that AOL Time Warner treated WCW, which is, as long as it's making them money, as long as it's something that they can be proud of showing off, as long as there is an audience in some capacity, however they measure it, it's going to still exist. If yeah. it gets to a point where it's not making any kind of money, it's not doing well. Like, you know, Disney's going to keep releasing Marvel movies until Marvel movies don't make any more money. Right. And then Marvel won't exist because they're useless at that point. And right now, WWE's making money. A lot of money. In fact. Yes. But my, my only thing is, and as far as the whole Time Warner thing, when did that take place? 2001. 2000, 2001. Yeah. Okay, where you were still allowed to say whatever the fuck you wanted on TV and not worry about losing your fucking job in your future. Yeah, it's, but the thing is, Craig, though, for, for, for as much... It is toned down so much. Agreed. Look, look, at, look at, just look at what politically correctness has done to wrestling. Promos, the way, the way they delivered matches, talked about shit. And I'm not saying that you need racial undertones or anything, but wrestling got way too politically correct, and it got horrible. But to be fair, it, though, Craig, it was as the era was not sustainable anyway. It was a it was this is a two three year thing. Vince does not want to go back to that at all. And that's 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 before weighing in the Me Too era bullshit. Now, Vince does not want to go back to that, regardless. So okay. it's I'm not saying to go to to you know to like stuff with. Like to challenge, you know, racial shit. And all that. I'm just saying, like the, the way they talk to each other in the ring, the way they the way they promote with each other. It's totally different now because you can't say certain the, things. Well, it's also that, that, it, it's not just that. It's totally different now because the way they do it now is different. Everything is written for them. Most of them are not good actors. They're just not. 
Like, no, that's the thing. Like, look, if you look back at, at promos in the late 90s and stuff, and again, I think it's rose-colored glasses. It wasn't actually as great as people remember it to be. Nope. But overall, you got to give credit that they were allowed to just kind of say whatever they wanted. But, like, literally, like, they weren't told what to say at all. Like, that's not even to say, like, they were allowed to use whatever language they wanted. Like, if all of a sudden you come out and you're like, hey, you guys can't say the word ass anymore, whatever. You can, if, if you still have the power, though, to say whatever you want to say and let it come from the heart, let it come from where you believe the character is coming from, doesn't matter if you can say the word ass or not. You can get across the same passion. You can get across the same, you know, the, the same message that you're going for. Whereas now, it's all just scripted. Like, honestly, I'll give AEW that credit. They don't script their wrestlers, and you can see a big difference in that regard. And not only that, but WWE also, too, marketing. My eight-year-old son, that, that's the audience right now. It's not forever. You're so. gonna, look, you're sooner going to see a fucking, like, WWE theme park than you're going to see WWE do anything that was near right. attitude. Well, I mean, you have to remember, and and this is from a nice pan, Mike. I like that's cool. They don't they don't really care about you, you, right? Who or me? Because as long as they get the eight year old to keep wanting to go to shows, exactly. they pay for tickets, or they're going to pay for the network, or we're going to pay for action figures, or video games, or and insert random thing that they can put their fucking logo on. So at the mm-hmm. end of the day, it's one of those things where as long as the eight-year-olds are happy, they know they're going to get our money. And, and the yeah. thing they had- you didn't say, merchandise. You're going to buy a shirt for yourself. You don't need another shirt in seven months. They're right. Buds. Right. Yep. Great point. And, here's, and here's the thing. There was, a brief, there was a brief moment in time in the late 90s where you didn't need the eight-year-olds because you had the 18-year-olds. You had the 21-year-olds. You had people thinking that wrestling was cool well over the age that usually you expect for people thinking wrestling was cool. You had them in spades, too. It was was an anomaly. It really was. There was a moment in time, and that moment passed. That moment died. And then you went back to your core audience. You went back to the people who made you the money in the 80s, the people who kept you in business. It might have been rough times, but they yeah. kept you in business in the 90s. You went back there. Those are the eight-year-olds. Because you're right, at the end of the day, like you're always going to have new eight-year-olds to become wrestling fans. Not right, we're to again. Eight years old. You and I are close to the same age. Essentially, we're back to 1988 again, 87, 88 again. Yeah. Yeah. Well, towards my kid now. I mean, I would say we're also towards like 92, 93, 94, where it was like, I agree. Sparky plug. Yes. Gotta, gotta go eat Cheez-Its. But more talent, more talent now. All right. Cheez-Its time. Correct. Thank you. Gentlemen. Fellas, take care. Next week, Hell in a Cell preview. Sure. Nice. I'm not Hell in a Cell.